Welcome to another In the Telling Scrap episode, segments that are too good to be left on the cutting room floor. In this scrap episode, filmmaker John Lyde talks about low-budget filmmaking versus real movies. And now John Lyde. You don't think your films that, are that really good films? people take as a real movie. People don't take your movies as real movies? Um, uh, that's a tough one. I would say no. Why? Uh, because of the lower budgets, I think is the biggest thing. It's purely like a financial level? Well, because of financial levels, you can only do so much. Okay. I always liken filmmaking onto a house because people always ask, can you give me this for this amount of money? Because they don't understand how the filmmaking process works. So you're basically saying, oh, you want a $20 million house, but you have $200,000. And so there's just certain things that you can't do. You make films with money that is like $20,000 level worth of a house? A lot of them, yes. Like the biggest budget I've had is $500,000. I think there are a lot of Utah filmmakers who would salivate at that number. Probably. Okay. Probably. But at the same time, like it had to look like a $1.5 million movie. How close do you think you got to that? Uh, it made money for the investor, so... <laughs> so you get to do it again. So, we haven't yet, though. Oh, okay. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you name drop some of the movies that you've done so that people who are not uh, in the film industry and recognize your name for your own name? As a producer, director, Any, editor? Yeah, just drop some of your credits so people can be like, oh, I associate... So, as an editor, I've worked a lot with Ryan Little, so I did... Outlaw Trail, Forever Strong, House of Fears with Ryan Little. And then I've edited for most directors here in Utah. And that's where I've learned a lot of of different things. As a director, I do a lot of stuff for Covenant Communications, which is Siegel Book. So we did Christmas Oranges, Christmas for a Dollar. And I've done about 10 short films for them too. No Ordinary Shepherd, He Knows My Name. Lots of shows that don't have violence, since we're going to be talking about violence (laughs) today. And uh, recently I did The Trail of Porter Rockwell, Christmas Apron, lots of Christmas shows. Christmas shows sell. But yeah, Covenant Communications does at least one like Easter and one Christmas every year, Usually, right? yeah. This year it's Father's Day and Christmas. Oh, cool. Trial of Porter Rockwell's a Father's Day one? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It just came out. No, I know it just came out, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't link it with a holiday. It's a Father's Day. Okay. Well, I know how I'm spending Father's Day. For $7.99 at Single Book. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Back to the beginning of what you asked me about me saying a, a real film. So, yeah. so for me, what I what I've always tried to do is make the most out of my budget. So a lot of times when people see my films, they go, "Oh, that was really good," especially for the budget, because they know my budgets are low. Do you? Is that a compliment that you appreciate? Yes, it's a compliment I appreciate. But then I would love to do a film. Where, and that's what I mean by like a real film, is it's a film where people don't even consider that. Okay. They just watch the film and like, I was thoroughly entertained. And that's what's hardest about the independent market and low budget films is because no matter what, you're going to be compared to Hollywood films. Which is totally unfair. But it's, it's what it is because sure. you're paying the same amount of money. Right. As especially, especially in the theater or for your DVD because you're buying, you know, your $20 DVD from your local independent or $20 real movie, you know. Which is like a big budget film, but not all, not necessarily all those are great. But then people watch them, and they don't start complaining about certain things. So if you can make a movie where someone watches it and is just entertained without thinking about budget 
or like, oh, that prop right there wasn't quite period accurate. Okay. You know, things that take them out of the movie. And so what I'm hoping to do is is make a movie where there's not any detractors. Do you feel like a lot of that is because people do know you because they live here and they know what budget you're operating on because they're part of this community? Or do you feel like really the average non-film industry associated viewer has that qualifier? That was good for a low-budget film, like that they can really tell? Um, Yes and no, but a lot of it comes down to budget and what you can afford and like how much time you can prep into it. So I feel like cinematography-wise or music-wise or sound effects-wise, those are things that I feel that people are not detracted by. Okay. Because the people that I use for those are industry professionals and they're great. And they're my friends, so they'll give me a great deal. So for the money, you're getting the same level quality in these areas. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Up to the point where you can't tell. Okay. Or that it doesn't distract. Okay. Like a good sound mix, no one really, the common viewer doesn't know what a good sound mix is. It's good when they don't notice it. Right. And so that's what I'm still trying to accomplish as a filmmaker is where someone watches it and, you know, it's like, oh, I wish, you know, like the extras, their clothes looked like modern, even though they're supposed to be a period piece. So like there's always just detractors from it and it's always budget based. Okay. And so I'm trying to, and it depends because I love doing period films the most. Which are going to be more expensive. And those are... Yes and no, but at the same time, it's finding the right things okay. for the right price and trying to make it work. I, that makes me want to ask you, okay, so how are you going to do that? Like, how do you get from here to there? Like, how That's do you up your budget? Out. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know yet, Liz. I'm working well, on it. Well, part of it is because me as a filmmaker, it's also a business. And so I, I have to keep a budget a certain level in order to make a profit. So like all the Covenant short films are $50,000 and they can't go any more than that. Okay. Because they know how many DVDs they're going to sell. And each year, DVD sales go down. So I have to, no matter what, make the budget, make the film for that. And sometimes it's rewriting it. And that's where sometimes you lose things because you have to rewrite it in order to fit the budget. And and when you're doing that, do you take out a character? Do you take out a location? Yeah. Take out a whole scene. Okay. So you have to remove things in order to make it work. Because a lot of times you're like, oh, I have three days to shoot this because I have to pay the crew. Right. And so sometimes instead of taking the time that you would need to shoot something proper... It's still good, but imagine if you had, you know you have to shoot 14 pages in one day instead of seven pages in one day. Yeah, it's going to be different. And so that's where things come up. So like with the people that I work with, what they're able to accomplish is amazing, especially like with actors when they're like on the last show we did, we did a 42 minute show in three days because the actors were so prepared and they nailed it. Is that the Fiji film? The Trial of Porter Rockwell. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like that one. Like the first day we only did five pages because there was multiple locations and then we had to take a character from no beard and short hair to long hair and a beard and I wanted them to do it right and take the time to do so. So the next day we had to do, you know, 14 pages and the next day we had to do around 18 to 20 pages. But the actors were all memorized and so we only did one or two takes and we were good to move on. But then if we had more time, it would have been fine-tuning and finding anything that you don't have to fix later in post. Like if there was a stumble on a line, instead of holding it on this actor, then I have to cut away to someone else and find a replacement line or ADR it later. There's just... Because we just don't have time to, to, to do another take. To go back, yeah. Okay. 